Everybody's got to start yeah. at the beginning. That's, that's what it is. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There, a show for everyone that's sick and tired of being sick and tired, ready to get out there, do their best, try something new with your hosts, Tom Mungia and myself, Uncle Frank. So sit back, get up, do something, move around, get out there, doesn't matter. Listen, have some fun, and let's dive right into what we're going to talk about this week. So for beginners, you know, Tom went out and he saw this awesome concert. One of my all-time favorite bands, been a fan for many, many years, uh, Coheed and Cambria. Um, I, I listened to them, uh, you know, maybe 10 plus years back when I used to live in San Antonio excellent excellent live show that guy even with all that hair he was able to play behind his head he played with his teeth or i guess he had a pick in his mouth or something like that um you know it was just a phenomenal show and you just recently went to go check them out tell us a little bit about their recent stuff all right well i mean uh they, well, I've been a huge fan of theirs, I think, since their second album. They've been around a very long time. They were mm -hmm. kind of like an underground group that uh, – kind of like a niche group. Uh, the whole deal with them is they've been around uh, maybe 20 or so years. They've come out with like 10 or 11 albums. And the thing with them is each album has basically been another chapter in a long story, a long yeah. saga, and almost like a Star Wars type of story. Yes. And it's amazing that they can continue the story and that the mm -hmm. music is still so good. And the lyrics, you know, are just, you know, they, they, they keep telling the story. He's got this really unique voice, and I've never had the chance to see them live. They're one of those groups I always wanted to see, but it was something always came up. I never got the chance. I finally got to go this past weekend, and he's got such a unique voice. I was worried, like, is he going to sound that great live? He did, and uh, it was really great to see. It was awesome to see them finally perform live. Here are the songs that I've been jamming to for so long. Oh, I kept yeah. telling myself I wanted to see this live. It was fantastic. Everybody who's familiar with me is familiar with the, my concert wall with all these pictures. I got an awesome picture of him playing one of their famous songs, Welcome Home. Oh, he's like standing yeah. in front of that big symbol. Uh, it's a symbol that, that basically coincides with the whole saga that they've been telling. Mm -hmm. And he's standing there. And, and you mentioned before we came on the air, his long, that crazy hair he's got. Yeah. He's got that hair. He's holy, got that, icon that iconic uh, double-headed guitar. Uh and he's playing, and it's just this really awesome picture I was able to get. And it's, as soon as I got home the next day, I, I blew it up, made it poster size, put it up there with the rest of my favorite pictures. So nice. uh, it was a really great show. And, you know, it, and they're one of those groups that every time they come out with a new song, the new song is great. You'll go see these oh, acts yeah. that have been around, and you're like, okay, and now off our latest album, you're kind of like, no, no, we want to hear the old stuff. No, <laughs> you're excited to hear the new song that they play. And uh, it's just a band uh, – even if you're not familiar with the saga, the the songs are so good. 
Oh, yeah. You, you sit there and you can just jam to him, even though you don't really know what he's talking about. The songs are really good. He's got a great voice where they can sing like a really metal song and then like a really awesome ballad. One of my favorite songs is an actual that they've done is a song called Wake Up. And it's yes, a ballad. A, it's like a, oh, a love yeah. song between two of these uh, <laughs> like these robots, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, one of them's telling them, you know, you, you, you make sure you stay alive. I will return at some point. I'm going to come back. And it's just I mean, they really do a great job. One of the main characters throughout the saga is named Jesse. And they and I don't know if you know this, Frank, they did a, a collaboration with Rick Springfield. And it's like Jesse's girl. You remember his oh, famous? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesse's girl part two. Oh, damn. And they even did that a out. video when it's kind of like an 80s looking video where Rick Springfield's in the video. Oh. And uh, it's kind of like a tribute to him. They sang the song uh, in, in the concert. And uh, yeah. it was just really cool that, you know, something that I grew up with. We all know Jesse's girl, you oh, know. Man. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, so they did it. And, 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 and because, you know, one of the famous characters in the story is called Jesse. And um, it's just really awesome. They they do a great job, uh, and I'm so excited. And I was so happy. I finally got to go see him. Even if you're not from that era, you know Jesse's song oh, because yeah. it's been in hundreds of commercials. Exactly. It's I mean, oh my goodness. Um, one of the other things too is uh, I don't know if you ever got a chance to see it, and it's 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 on YouTube. You can catch it. But uh, back um, back in AT and T's earlier days. They used to sponsor this thing by the Guitar Center, and the right. Guitar Center would have like an unplugged session yeah. with you know various artists. But uh, Coheed and Cambria, you know, they had the chance to be on there, and I never paid that much attention to his second guitar player. Um, you know, just by looking at the guy, you would not think that he could play the guitar the way he does there's a lot of emotion on his face and you know he's really into the music and it's it's if you get a chance go check it out if you haven't seen it but you know you can uh google it or search for it on youtube it's the the coheed and cambria uh guitar center uh i think it's uh guitar center uh welcome home special or something like that but a lot of a lot of great songs and like you said that graphic novel that it coincides with you don't necessarily have to have read it but if you check it out the 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 story that they're telling in the music it it creates a brand new picture in your right. mind right. um you know you, you talk about some of those i think one of my one of my very first uh favorite songs was like uh blood red summer you know it's really fast it's i was like oh my goodness this is like one of the first songs that i heard and i was like whoa this is this is amazing it was different it was uh i I wouldn't say avant-garde at the time but at the same time it was a lot different from what everyone else was doing they were they were on the same plane as like the deftones you know it was like what is this it's not new metal it's not exactly metal it's just incredibly different it has such a great sound and you're right his voice carries i mean it's just a very unique sound very unique style yeah and And it's the same recorded or live right yes and uh you know like we talked about before we came the big deal was in the beginning before the graphic novel this there is a, a, a the story is a long-running story 
But in the beginning, it's not quite clear what exactly the story is. So I remember having to go on the computer and searching the Internet and going on Reddit. And there's all these (laughs) theories about what the story was actually saying, who these characters were, what the characters were. Because you knew some of them were like uh, these kind of like half hybrid, you know, human. And one of the characters that you end up finding out, one of the characters name is Apollo. You Mm -hmm. find out he is the dog. He's a dog of one of the characters. And, and, you know, everybody had these theories about he was this guy, this guy, you know, and it wasn't, you know, and it was just, I remember, you know, and there would be all these arguments on the internet. And then when the graphic novel came out mm-hmm. and it got explained a lot more, uh, that was a really cool deal. Just, it's a kind of like, you know, we've talked about Game of Thrones. There's all these theories about yes. what's going to happen. That's how this was. And uh, the name of the group is Coheating Camera. And that, that's actually uh, names from the, the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, but no, I, I recommend them to anybody. Anybody likes just good music, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Like I said, you don't have to be a metal fan because it's not all metal. Some of it's just rock. Some of yeah. it are beautiful ballads, acoustical oh, type man. of stuff. So yeah, uh, uh, a group I really suggest. Uh, everybody needs to check them out. They're really great. They need more recognition than they're getting. Uh, I remember the first time I wanted to see them was like at the warehouse, warehouse live, oh, and okay. now they're opening at Cynthia Woods. So you know they're gaining traction. Uh, yeah, they were. Yeah. Uh, a lot of their songs are now uh, on uh, Guitar Hero, if that's even a game anymore. I don't know. <laughs> but I remember it was a big deal for us fans to see that. And the song was called Welcome Home. And uh, to see that being available on guitar, that was like a an awesome deal to see that band gaining traction. A, a band that you saw that was like, like I said, this little niche group, this little underground band that, you know, hardly anybody knew about. Only the cool kids knew. And uh, that, I, that's why I was shocked when you said you knew about them, Frank. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Heck yeah, man. I'm, I was. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I recommend them to anybody. I, I want to say that. Uh, I got to see that I worked for Verizon Wireless way back over 20 years ago or no, maybe over 15 years ago. And um, I got a chance to go to Vans Warp Tour. I had one tickets at work and I want to say they were like one of the side acts in one of the smaller um, one of the smaller venues. But man, you know, just so much great music. And and like you said, you don't have to be a metalhead you you just have to like really good music and their their melodies their their abilities fantastic musicianship they're great musicians as well wow yes in a nutshell that's exactly you cut it to the point right and so i saw them sunday friday night i went to go see for those 80s fans out there rat well i say rat steven (laughs) piercy the singer of rat and i've seen him several times he sounded better than ever than i had ever heard him sound. he never sounded great the other times I'd seen him. Really? Uh, he also has that unique voice, and it never came across great lot. He was fantastic Friday night. Then uh, Saturday, I was supposed to go see uh, the band we talked about, uh, Howard Jones's band that used to be okay. with uh, Kill Switching. In da- well, I knew that in I knew it was going to get canceled. He, that show got canceled in Dallas. So then I decided I was going to go to a show here in uh, House of Blues because you know I'd already planned to go do something and. Uh, I outsmarted myself. I kept waiting. I said, you know what? They're going to, those tickets, they, they're going to resell them cheaper. And then right when they got sold out, I said, okay, let me see when they resell them. They're going to, no, nobody <laughs> resold their oh. tickets. So it was Saturday night was like the first night in forever that I was just sitting at my house uh, wow. without anything to do. And I didn't know what to do with myself. You know, I didn't what? have to work. And my daughter, my wife was taking my daughter to some K-pop event. 
So I was like, you know you what? Tagged along. This game. Well, I wanted to, but you had to have a ticket. Apart. Oh, you had to have oh, a ticket. Man. Well, that was sold out. God. So I'm the loser sitting at home with, you know, no one, no one to go with. So I just sat at home that night and uh, and I decided, you know what? I'm a big college football fan. I said, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go old school and watch me some college football. Okay. And uh Sat down, and of course, I, you know, I'm always so busy, so exhausted, I knocked out. <laughs> oh, hey, man. You know what? Having 25 jobs, you got to sleep fast and recover hard. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, but, uh, yeah, so it starts all over again this Saturday. We go to another show, and uh, hopefully go, we might go check out the Astros. I'm not sure. But yeah, you know, every weekend, you know, me and my wife try to do something. So yeah, absolutely. Those are our plans. One of the other things that I was uh, we were talking about right before the show was that the fact that uh, a couple of weeks ago I had text or I had I had tweeted, you know, who would win between Keanu Reeves and the Mandalorian? And I got a lot of responses. John Wick saying, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I said Keanu Reeves. Right. 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 John Wick. Um, right. I got a lot of responses. Hands down. Uh, Mandalorian would have him within, oh, okay. you know, within the day, because really? he's just he, you know, he's got jetpacks, he's got Baby Yoda there, Grogu, right. he's got Boba Fett, he's got all this stuff in his arsenal, and John Wick has that hotel, his car, his dog, and you know, he knows how to drive and several guns under his yeah. belt there. And like I told you, but, I need to see John Wick. I haven't seen it. I've heard nothing but great stuff about. It. I have seen the Mandalorian. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I can't <laughs> wait. Default, I can't wait. I've got to vote for the Mandalorian. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> and you know, we were we were talking about some of the other uh, movies that Keanu had done. You know, and you had said that uh, he kind of he he became like that uh, staple, Bill yeah, Bill and Ted guy. Right. And for me, for whatever reason, I always like in my mind every time I hear him talk, he's. He's that guy, Johnny Utah from right. Point Break, which is, you know, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, well. that was a fantastic movie. Great movie. Yeah. yeah, man. And I was just like, you know, OK, the in real life, the amount of dedication that this guy puts into his stuff, you know, is uh, like almost every actor. They have to go through their their preparation roles and stuff like that but i was reading about some of the stuff that he did to prepare for john wick you know he took driving lessons to learn how to drive you know maneuvering things he took tactical weapons training i mean he went above and beyond to really make this thing believable that he was right. like uh, a weapons expert and you know the the movies you know their number four is coming out pretty soon okay. you know who are they gonna find for this guy to hunt down next right well maybe yeah. i'll sit down one day and like have a marathon and watch the movies you and, should uh, man let me yeah. know what you think that would be like awesome. i said i've heard nothing but good stuff about it. everybody who knows me says i would really love it so uh I just got to find the time to do it. and uh, Yeah. Well, we'll maybe one of those next Saturdays when you fall asleep on the couch. There we go. Dude. Fall asleep watching Boom. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Crazy. What other? I mean, I know you've been really limited on time, but what else? You know, what else besides concerts have you been up to? Really? That's our thing. That's what me and my wife like to do uh, whenever we have a chance. And, and the, now that the concerts are, are ramping up again, there's so many, you know, uh, and and I go to way more than my wife doesn't even go to probably half of the ones that I go to. I'm usually going solo by myself, even driving to Dallas 
to by myself to go see shows uh but uh that's like our deal you know we really enjoy music that's how we met we met at a concert at a Tejano concert. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with David Lee Garza, Los Musicales. Oh, yeah. Holy yeah, cow. it was a Wednesday night at Zaz, uh, July 15th, 1992. I still remember the day. Uh, because that's also the day we got married. I, I timed it. Oh, okay. So that, yeah, that's uh, we ended up getting so married. So you only day. had to remember one date. There you go. It just has to, yeah, make it simple, right? Keep it simple. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's our big deal. We love what, what you know, all the different music. My wife loves a, a lot of different types of uh, genres. Not as many as me, but you know she likes a lot of different ones, so you know it all works out good. And uh, so where now do y'all mesh? Getting... Yeah, where, what? So you say she likes a lot of different genres that that you're not necessarily, or that you might not necessarily be into, but like no, no, I like the ones that she common? doesn't like. Oh, 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 like, oh okay. like there's really nothing that she likes that I don't like. I got, but you. it's just I take it like you know all the metal and stuff like that. She really doesn't get into all that the more uh, extreme type of metal. Okay. But her limit like is a uh creed right that Ooh. type of style of rock you know creed okay. is about her threshold as far as hardness right uh and when we go see creed <laughs> or, or scott stab every time he comes uh but that's about it for her once you start getting past that and the screaming okay. and all this stuff like that Ooh. or the jap she doesn't like the japanese metal although she did uh <laughs> she, well of course she was going to go with me to california and la to go see the japanese metal band but uh okay i think she just more or less went just because she wanted to go to la so <laughs> who doesn't right yeah oh, Matter of fact, i think she fell asleep during the concert if i'm not Whoa, mistaken what yeah. how Golly, it's, it's, <laughs> man that, when um when you had first mentioned it i think we were talking about um what was it Ch- give me chocolate oh, i'd yeah. never i had never heard of that band before right. and then i i have it on repeat on one of my playlists man it comes Great up song. i'm just like holy cow this is really cool right. yeah. uh, and then reading about the backstory I, I like to look up the backstory of how these people came up with some of the lyrics and right. you know just going through that and you know once again all of the speculation as to why they talk about chocolate you know had a lot to do with the world war ii and um you know people going over there to help and the little uh kids asking for either money or food or whatever and some of the gis would give them chocolate and it's just so many and for the the, people out there don't know what we're talking about baby metal they're from japan right right yeah so many rabbit holes to go down whenever you start looking into stuff like that because everyone has their own thing and unless you're getting it from a viable source you know who knows yeah, I mean, and then the way they got put together, I don't know if you're familiar with, in Japan, you know, they would have these shows. It's kind of like a reality show, and it was kind of like a junior high, you know, they following these kids. And what they would do is they would put these kids together in groups. And uh, the guy that was putting a group together, he was a huge fan of 80s metal, Metallica, Judas Priest. This was his thing, right? And he said, one day I'm going to put a group together. And he was a big fan of J-pop, which is nothing more than Japanese <laughs> pop music. <laughs> right, He right. loved both. He said, somehow I'm going to put these together. Um, he found one, this little girl that was a singer. He said, man, I think this girl can pull it off. So, uh, she had already been kind of like a star when she was like six years old. She was part of another group. So she already had a big following. Uh, she was already popular. So he said, I'm going to use her. Well, she was so popular. These other girls that were in this school were huge fans of hers. They had always dreamed of singing with this girl. So they had these tryouts and, Part of the tryout was singing the big song that the other girl had already made popular. 
So these two girls, once they 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 knew they made it, whatever it was, they they made it for. They were two friends. Then they found out, hey, we're gonna join a group with this other girl, and they were so excited. But then the guy tells them, look, this is what you're going to be singing, and he plays for them. He makes them just go home and listen to nothing but Judas Priest and Metallica. Like Whoa, this is our, home. and dang. they're crying. They say, we can't do this. We hate this music. We don't like it. We don't want to do it. And the the lead singer, she's like, no, you need to find somebody else. He said, no. He goes, you're the one. You're the only one that can pull this off. And uh, he kind of like gave him a motivational talk, like a motivational Monday type of episode. Hey, hey. <laughs> and they got together. They put this album together, and it just freaking took off. And like you said, um, I was on Twitter, and uh, it was like some type of weird fact of the day, and, and it popped up. It said that there's a new band out from Japan that is a mesh of Japanese pop music and and thrash metal i'm like what this sounds so crazy i have to listen i have to check this out so i immediately i'm at the gym i immediately pulled it up on uh on the apple music and i said you know what i said i'm gonna just go to the most popular song just give it a listen real quick if i like it i'll stick with it or not i hit it and it was that first song give me chocolate oh, and I put man. It, when it starts out and it starts out metal oh yeah right? it's heck yeah Mm-hmm. And you're listening, so like, man, I'm really digging this. And then all of a sudden, they start singing in those little girl voices. Yeah, that and throws like, you off. Minute. Like, what? And I stop, and I'm like, I remember telling myself, like, I don't feel like I should like this, <laughs> but I do. <laughs> right? And you just keep oh, listening. Man. It gets yeah. addictive. Heck it yeah, gets it addictive. Does. And, uh, and then and you it, watch the videos too, and you yeah. see like the bass player and their guitar player. Right. Man, they're all like dressed up with makeup. The right. uh, the drummer looks crazy. Yeah. So you know, and I was listening to it, and I was listening to the whole album, and it wasn't until I heard there was a song that kind of like it's like a ballad that turns into the way I best describe it for the fans out there that maybe listen to Metallica or something. It's something like a fade to black type of song. It's this. Oh. Uh, it starts out like it's a ballad, and then it just really starts hitting it. And when she sang that song, and they played that song, I realized this this group is for real. This is not just a gimmick. This is not just some type of uh, you know, thing that's just here for the moment. I was like, they're they're serious. These are serious musicians. They're serious about. And oh man, that that song is the one that that drew me in. And as a matter of fact, that was the song that I was like, whenever they come, they have to sing this song. Uh, I have to see this live one day. And the fact that when they came to Houston and they did sing that song and I was able to get a picture and it's up there on my poster is up one of my big, oh, wow. and that's one of my prized possessions of her singing that song, them playing it. And uh, yeah, man, that, that band, they're really something else. And sad to say, I think they're about to retire. What? I think so. I think that's the big, that's like the big rumor because they're celebrating oh, like their yeah. 10th anniversary. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully they don't because their last album was incredible. So Man. you know we'll see. Well, so what, what what was the name of the song though? Akatsukai, which Akatsukai. means Red Dawn. Okay, okay, I gotta check that one out. Yeah, man, it's a. Uh... It's, 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 it's an incredible song, and uh, the musicianship, the guitar players, man, they just killing it, and uh, the drummer, <laughs> you know, double basing, and she's there belting it out. I mean, oh man, it's just a, a fantastic song. But, you know, Japan, you know, they've got a lot of good music coming out of there, a lot of metal bands. Uh, one of my favorite bands uh, of late from there is called Love Bites. Mm. Um, they're from Japan, but they sing in English. And, you know, we talked about Judas Priest. And stuff like, you want to talk about players that play like from the 80s and you got the double lead guitar players that are just, you know, shredding. These are shred. I mean, what we you would oh, consider wow. shredders. 
Yeah. My goodness. These 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 ladies and they're standing there in high heels and these little mini skirts and they are just putting other players to shame with their ability and uh oh man, I'm I'm excited. I hope they come somewhere close eventually here in the United States where I'll I will go. I don't what care was the name where again? they come. Love Bites. Oh, Love Bites. Okay. Now the name is for anybody familiar out there, they're she's they're not a metal band, they're more of a rock from here in the United States called Hailstorm. Okay. And they had a very famous song called Love Bites. And that was one of the songs that uh, they would play. And uh, they really liked the song so much. So they, they kept that name Love Bites because that's the name of a song from Hailstorm. And uh, they right. even did a collaboration at one time. So it was really cool to see those two get together. And uh, But yeah, that's another outstanding band. And I'm hoping at some point they come somewhere close. And I will go check them out. Heck yeah. I'm going to put some of that stuff in the show notes too. And yeah, a link, a link to all the stuff that we're talking about, but yeah, yeah. man. Oh man. Music coming back. Uh, you know, hope things at work are starting to flatten a little bit, hopefully Good. for your work as well. I know you've been talking about super long wait times whenever you're taking oh, your patients yes. in and stuff like that. Uh, you know, reports are coming out and stuff and we're not, declining super duper much but the numbers are are evening hopefully you know everything gets better to where everything opens up 100 percent, and we get to get back to what we used to be maybe right. not normal but back to something i believe noticeable. we'll get back to normal i really believe we will get back to normal uh i hope we don't i hope we get back to something something that resembles it. hopefully this pushed us to grow Hopefully this, you know, you, you've got your your life decisions in order after all this stuff, because a lot of stuff was taken away from us. Um, you know, family, you don't get to talk to them as much and whatever. Hopefully, hopefully things have gotten better rather than going back to the way they okay, were. Okay, I see what that, you're that's saying. That's what yeah. I mean by okay, that. Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, hopefully yeah. you understand uh, and you're more grateful for the things you do have. Absolutely, yes. Right? You need to quit taking things so much for granted. Yeah, mm-hmm. Life tomorrow is not guaranteed for none of us. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I'm here, I, you know, I'm one of the I'm one I'm I'm one of the most uh, uh, guilty of thinking I'm indestructible. Well, nobody is, you know, whether it's getting sick or whether it's just getting a car wreck, you mm. know, oh, nothing's man. guaranteed. Oh, the worst. Yeah. You need to cherish every day. Uh, that's why I'm I was so adamant about, you know, starting over with like a new career, doing the things that I really want to do in life, because you do it now. You keep waiting for tomorrow. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Yeah. Do it now. And every, you know, no matter how busy I am, no matter how exhausted I am, and I'm grateful in the morning when I wake up just to wake up. I'm, yeah, I'm in a position where absolutely. I see I go to a lot of calls where people aren't given that afforded that opportunity either. So you wake up, be grateful that you had that you've got another day, another chance to do something with your life, to make a positive impact, not only on yourself, but your family, somebody that you don't even know. You have no idea who you're going to come across that day and what type of impact that you might make on their life you, and you will never even know it, right? Yeah, that's true. You won't yeah. even know that somebody might see your example and start following you and, and not even, I'm not gonna say acknowledge it or they, cause you know, people sometimes they're embarrassed to say, hey man, I appreciate what you did or sure, man, I've been sure. watching what you do and, and I appreciate. So you gotta live your life like that, you know? You don't know who's watching you. It could be a little kid, it could be anybody. So, you know, I, that's how I always try to, uh, uh, 
live my life. You know, you don't know who's watching. You don't know what kind of impact you might make. Make sure you're making a positive. You're going to make an impact, right? You're either going to make a positive or a negative one. Make yeah. it a positive one. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, being being thankful for the first breath that you get to take in the morning. I mean, right. that can set your day in a positive trajectory, you know, more than you can more than you can know if you actually mm-hmm. practice the the art of being thankful and being grateful. Because like you said, you know, something is as simple as just taking the time to listen to someone else uh, vent, you know, because there's plenty of people that want to vent, not necessarily throwing your opinions at them or telling them that they're wrong. Hey, let me just listen to you. I don't have to say a thing to you. If I don't agree with you, fine. I right. I can walk away from this. Right. Um, and, and being able to do that, being able to understand that, like you said, man, tomorrow, there's no guarantee for tomorrow. The only thing That's is right. guaranteed is what's already been done. That's right. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, uh, and I'm one of these people, you know, you know, just how busy I am. You know, I go from job to job. I mean, from one end of town to the other. And, you know, like today, you know, I, I my day started at three o'clock in the morning. I, you know, I went to go work out. Then I had to go to work, do a 12 hour shift. I had to rush from one side of town to the other to go train this girl. And, you know, I walk in, I had to go leave there to go to another gym to train this guy. And, uh, you know, I'm like, man, because I knew I still had to come here to do the recording. And I'm walking in there and I'm, and I'm, and I was guilty of the attitude. Like, man, if I can just get through this one last workout with this dude, then I can, you know, go home and and go do this recording. But as I walk in and I see him and he's excited, man, he's excited to see me. And I said, Hey man, you know, what's today? You know, like in in terms of what are we working? And, Mm -hmm. uh, and he he only speaks Spanish. So he's piernas, piernas, you know, legs, you know? (laughs) And yeah. I said, okay, man, because I know he hates to do legs, right? Everybody hates to do legs, right? And uh, I said, okay, well, is it heavy, heavy, you know, a lot, uh, a lot of weight or a lot of reps? He said, a lot of weight. I can see, you know, he's ready to do it. And he's excited, you know, and I could tell he was, I don't know if that was his girlfriend or just a friend or who he was talking to, because I could see that, you know, they were saying something, you know, when he saw me walk in. And uh, when you see somebody excited to see you, waiting to see you, ready you know he's already spent his money you know he spent good money and you know he's how can i not get excited too right and how can i not be grateful that there's somebody excited to see me you know like you know you know how can i be feeling exhausted how and that immediately i'm motivated okay right you want to do heavy leg day we're about to do some heavy (laughs) leg day and i made sure and uh i made sure i pushed him to the point where he got his best heavy leg day ever Right. Oh, you know, Jelly he leg, did it, you know, because he's there, still huh? growing, you know, he's still young. You know, every day we can do a little bit more. And I made sure that this guy, this kid, you know, when he walked out of there tonight, he got his best. He was able to write it down in his log. That was his, the most weight he'd ever put down. Nice. And he walked out of there proud and happy. I walked out of there happy. You know, I, I, you know, I helped them get to a point that maybe by himself he couldn't because when you're doing these things on your own, you always got that little bit of fear. Can I get this weight up? Sure. You know, so when he's going that, down by doing it right. Right. Yeah. Right and I was order. there with him and yeah. I made sure and yeah. I told him, you know, I said, hey, don't you don't we're going to you're going to do it. We're going to do this today because he was kind of worried when I put that weight on there. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. You know, <laughs> he's like, hey, you know, I want to go heavy, but let's not overdo. It. I was like, no, nah, we, we got this. You are going to do it. Come on. And uh, 
So, you know, yeah, man, I, I was excited. He was excited. And uh, that's always a, a really good feeling to see somebody progress to a point they've never gone. You know, they, they've climbed at a higher mountain than they've ever climbed before. That's a great feeling. And that's uh, another thing. Like I tell you, be grateful. Um, I'm grateful to have those opportunities. You know, you know, every hour, you know, every time I work with somebody, you know, they, I have an opportunity to help them reach that point. And I can do that multiple times a day. Yeah. I'm grateful that you're paying attention to me a little bit more than the football game that you have. <laughs> I can see it in the reflection of your glasses. Who's winning? Oh, Is it the Cowboys game? It's the Yeah, Tom Brady's on. Okay, yeah, Tom Brady. Man, golly. It's a good game. Is it? But What's the uh, score? 28 to 26. Tom Brady's oh, wow. winning. Wow. Hey, pretty yeah. close. It is close. Closer than I like. You know, I'm I'm from Texas, but I'm a I hate the Cowboys. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah, man. You know, I grew up a Oilers fan. And, uh, one of my favorite, speaking of, one of my favorite memories is when I, was, when I was young. You know, we're talking about in the 70s, Love You Blue era. You know, the yeah. real Love You Blue era. Um, we, Our family, uh, we had some relatives that were lived in Pasadena. And Pasadena, Texas, not Pasadena, California. <laughs> but Pasadena, they were huge Cowboy fans. When, and as you know, back then, the Cowboys and Oilers played every preseason. They'd play a game. And the big deal was whoever lost was going to get their house wrapped in toilet paper. Dang. So, man, I just remember, you know, a lot of times the the owners actually would win the preseason game. You couldn't win the big games, right? The mm. ones that count. But they would win a lot of the preseason games. But I remember, it wasn't even my house. It was my aunt's house. That would, They would come and they would come wrap my aunt's house. And they would, oh, and I just yeah. remember crying, seeing that. Oh, my God. It was just like the most painful thing to know that. <laughs> Freaking cowboy! Not only beat us, but then they came and wrapped my because that was my favorite aunt growing up oh, to see her house man. get wrapped because of the freaking Oilers <laughs> lost to the cowboy. Oh, good grief! They're all fresh legged. Everybody's oh, yeah. wide eyed and ready to go, and then the season hits, and they're just like, well, oh, they do something to the water here. I don't yeah. know what happens. Golly! Well, cool, man. Um. You know, hey, thanks again for making this your 25th job and, you know, coming in and talking with me, hanging out, looking at all your stuff on your wall, man. I'm just like I every time we talk, I'm I'm always looking at the the gauntlet back there with all the infinity oh, stones. Oh, my Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm actually like, a piggy oh, man, man. Uh, I love looking at that thing every time I talk to you. You see my new addition oh, I've got great. back there? That the, belt. Yeah, I was going to say, is it that the belt world new? championship belt? Okay, yeah, okay. that's the Ric Flair belt, man. Oh, hey. Whoa. Yeah. Yes, yeah, man. man. You should do that as your intro next time. Whoa. <laughs> oh, man. Not that anybody can I see love you, that belt, man. I've been wanting that belt <laughs> since the first time I saw that in the, well, man, that was back in the 80s when he first got presented that belt. And uh, I was like, man, you know, I, I, I never got to wrestle him and beat him for it. So I guess I had to buy one. <laughs> But, uh, man, I'm so happy to finally have it there. And, uh, man, I love that belt. Golly, man. The 80s wrestling. Holy moly. (laughs) Maybe that'll be our our show for next time because I know you're a big wrestling fan. We need to have Tank. Yeah. I've got my stories I need to tell about the time I almost fought Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's no lie. <laughs> yeah, you just want to fight everything. You're at concert. I'm going to fight you. Movies, I'm going to fight you. Stone Cold is a big dude. Oh, I right? bet. He looks like a normal-sized guy because, you know, in 
in the wrestling world, he's a normal sized guy. Yeah, yeah. When he stands next to us, that's a really big dude, man. And uh, yeah, man, he kind of got me upset. I didn't realize who it was at the time. Well, I can't. I don't want to give away the whole story. All right, but, uh, All that's right. for a later time. We were All right, yeah, man. See what's up. I was ready to throw down with Stone Cold, hey. man. All right, well, cool. Well, you know, once again, thank you for hanging out, um, man. I, I feel you brought the energy. I tried to bring some more energy. I'm feeling way better. Um, but hey, but hey, before we go, oh. what did you think of this last uh, motivational Monday? Dude, I loved it. It was. It Dude, was I've got a lot of great compliments on it. Fantastic. They love the way it's coming together. Um, it sounded fantastic, man. Uh, like I said, uh, this these date back over a decade. I originally did some. I wanted to do a, a line of motivational shirts uh, for a line called Unsung Wear, and it's basically what we do now. All the motivational talks. They have some little motivational sayings on the back, and it was just something I never could really get going. I never could gain traction. I, I, and I owe a huge debt of gratitude even back then to my, our good friend Carlos of Ugly oh, Guppy. Yeah, he was doing the printing. I have, to, I still have boxes of these shirts. I still have them of these shirts. So, and I always had this vision of what I wanted it to be. Now, at the time, there were no such thing as podcast or anything like that, or you know, there wasn't. I don't even think there was even a YouTube. But as I would see things evolve over time, I was like, man, one day if I could do something, and I always thought it would eventually be unsungware you know i imagined that that was going to end up being my training you know all that stuff i wanted a gym called unsungware with a book you know and all, this, all this stuff but you know eventually that kind of went by the wayside as i got doing other things and then you know we we started this show we you know we came on here we started doing more of this we started with the stay sharp that just came out of nowhere you know with the discipline blade speech you know and the stay sharp you know keeping your discipline blades sharp that evolved and and now we got the motivational uh monday episodes and uh and, and it all came back to that original idea you know 10 12 maybe 15 years ago and what i would have seen then to see that little seed from way back then now sprout and become uh what it's become and it finally to hear it like i said coming through my truck blasting through the speakers to hear that music hit to hear you know some kind of talk some type of speech that i'm giving with the with the music and just everything come together like i said man this is like a 12 15 years in the making and to actually hear it finally something that i envisioned so long ago man it's just such a good we talk about gratitude and feeling grateful every monday when i hear that now dude it, it is it, it's a feeling i cannot describe and it, like i said the plan is to have some shirts with some of these motivational sayings on the back. Uh, I can't wait to get those done. Maybe even have like some type of posters or something. Uh, but things are moving. They're rolling. And uh, I, it, and I'm just really excited, excited for what the future holds. And it's all starting. And it, like I said, that what you're hearing, it, it sounds like this happened last week, right? Like this all came together last week or two weeks ago. This has been over a decade in the making in your finally hearing a seed that was planted that long ago sprout into something that that has just been in my brain <laughs> and been in my mind for so long and i'm so proud and so happy that people can finally hear it well i'll tell you something else someone went ham yesterday 
and downloaded almost every single Motivational Monday and a couple of the uh, regular shows. But I mean, we had it, it okay, was that might have been my mother. Oh, OK. Your <laughs> mom kidding. finally no, got kidding. her I'm iPad kidding. and she's like, Miko, I'm about to blow it up. But no, somebody I mean, somebody like I said, they they downloaded probably a good 65, 70 episodes of uh, most of it was, you know, your motivational Monday all the way back to even the old music. Um, a couple of our of our really good um, sessions that we've had on the regular show here. Um, but yeah, man, not letting that dream die. Always, you know, keeping it dynamic and making sure that it evolves as, as you have. You know, you said that the person that you you are now didn't happen overnight. It's over plenty of years of you learning, discovering, adapting, growing your mindset, looking out for what it was that you wanted out of life. And finally just saying, hey, now I'm sick and tired of, of thinking about it. Let's put this plan into action. And, you know, that's that's what the show is essentially supposed to be all about.